What's what's this called? Sweater party. What's on the label there? A sw- an ugly Christmas sweater. Boom. Yep. That's where we're going. You got a little sweater party on the seaside. That's what I saw. Too. So what Look a perfect tie-in. I did a little research on the ugly Christmas sweater. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling, craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to a Christmas episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Chris Kringle. <laughs> oh, whoops, I'm Brian. You're, you're close enough. You, yeah. are, you are today. I'm I'm uh, plump and jolly, and uh, I'm ready to drink some beer. You. This is your favorite time of year. It, yeah, We've talked much. about yeah. this a little bit. Yeah. Gives me the warm fuzzies. You're putting your tree up in November, before oh, yeah. Thanksgiving even oh, happens, yeah. right? I mean, of course. Just, like three days outside of, uh, of Halloween, and, and you're putting the tree up. Yeah, if, if the pumpkin's just about rotten, it's time to put up the tree. I guess. That's how I do it. So he's one of those guys. Yep. Uh, hasn't quite put any Christmas music on Facebook yet, have you? No, I've I try to tamper that. Okay. I know not everyone shares the glee that I do in, gotcha. in these things, but I feel like, and this is it definitely ties into craft beer. Mm-hmm this feeling uh life is short man right so true why make some arbitrary rule against enjoying the things you enjoy why I, why can't i have my christmas tree right you so can. i'm going to why can't i have a delicious avery beer at 10 30 in the morning why? well we're gonna do we're that. going to and that's how i like to live is it still okay to celebrate thanksgiving because i love me some thanksgiving yeah why not who doesn't like eating a bunch of food oh true but there's you know there's not much commercial okay racket to be to be had to to quote lucy from the charlie brown christmas special <laughs> um but you know it's easier to celebrate christmas than thanksgiving i guess or just you know there's, there's no way, there's more for sure yeah there's just more around it more more feelings for me christmas was a season and thanksgiving is a day yeah okay black That's friday all. doesn't do it for you not anymore. Not since you can buy a you know sixty five inch TV for a couple hundred bucks. No, there's True. no no need to get out there and fight people in the Stand parking lot. Stand in line and, and yeah, yeah. I can get knifed anywhere. I don't need to have it in the Walmart parking lot <laughs> Thanksgiving Day afterwards. Because you want a air fryer for right, yeah, twenty bucks off. You know what? Just pay the extra twenty and stay alive. <laughs> no kidding. Huh. Well, okay, we here nor there, but so you brought. We've done an we've done Avery beers before. Yeah, we have. They're they're. A, kind of close. Mm-hmm. We can get their beers here. Yep. They also have a very nice, um, I would, I would, rotating, I guess is a good way to say. They have mm-hmm. like two different levels of beers. They have like a barrel age series. Mm-hmm. Then they have some seasonals. They have their regular standby beers. And this is one of their seasonal releases. Sweater year, Party. It's called Sweater Party. Is this new? I don't know if I've seen this. No. I mean, it's new this year, but mm, okay. um, th- they've made this beer many times before um is eight percent their cans are awesome and it is a it's called a spiced winter warmer Mm -hmm. spiced so brewed with rocky mountain water malted barley specialty malt and mulling spices cinnamon orange peel allspice cloves ginger hops and yeast so I guess I don't need to open two but I did yeah we do there we go that's why I brought two so we could have a little more all right 
It's uh, it's malty looking. That's for sure. Well, you're right. You're hitting it right on the nose. Oh, it's got to have a strong malty I'm, backbone for it to be considered this style of beer. I didn't even. I haven't even smelled it yet. Like up close, and I can I can smell it already. Yeah. Like you get that kind of Christmassy smell. It smells fruity. Mm-hmm. I have also not smelled it, and I have a cold. Hmm. But I can caramely. Yes. Sweetness. Yes. yes. Oh yeah, all of the above. I, should we take bets on whether or not Dolan will like this beer? He's not gonna mm. like it. He's probably not gonna like. You it. don't think so? No, but I think. Don't you like fruitcake? Is this in, kernel in my brain somewhere? Do you like fruitcake? Uh, no, not okay. Not Never usually. mind. Okay, no. that's a different Dolan that I know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Hey, Santa's here. He's bringing a bunch of brought a bunch of presents in. Well, the uh, the Amazon Prime guy, which is pretty much as close this to Santa as basically, we can get. yeah, twenty first yeah. century. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm, I'm it take smells a, good. I'm take a drink. Right. <laughs> Got through the foam there a little bit. Yeah. Mm. I, I I do like this one. Mm. Oh, it's he's coming along. He is coming along. Instantly, I get like cranberry. Instantly. Huh. Interesting. But maybe ginger. Definitely ginger. Yeah, ginger, cranberry. Yeah. So hmm. this is, well, like I said before, this hmm. is technically, it's called a winter warmer. Okay. And it's kind of a long and not murky, but a long version of how they get to this beer. So okay. It's a style of beer that's been adapted and changed over time. Um, but they've been brewing something similar to this for, you know, almost 400 years. It's like not, an English style beer. Not Avery, but just in general. Correct. Right. Um, basically for it to be a winter warmer, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things it has to have. Okay. Some or all of has to have a couple things. Okay. Um, there should be, it should be copper-ish in color, ruby reddish. So almost yes. like a brown. Yes. Right. And then yep. the, um, the foam on the top should be almost like an off white. Mm, yeah. Mm, Here, let's, yeah. Let's, uh. Let's get it. Uh, you can definitely so, see it. Kind of like a, yeah, like in Dolan's, mm-hmm. the one I poured beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, it yep. should have the flavors of, and again, this can be one or all or a combination cinnamon, allspice, clove, orange peel, and ginger. Clove. Which was virtually the whole. I like, get clove every, for sure. I get clove. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, to me, this almost tastes like black licorice. Mm, I love me some black licorice. I figured you would. Mm-hmm. Um, it can have some flavor profiles, almost of like a chai tea. Okay. And Avery makes a chai tea brown, so it wouldn't be oh. much of a step from that okay. to this. And it's kind of basically another step forward from Oktoberfest style to beers, mm-hmm. where it's sweet, it's malty. They're just adding a few more flavors, basically, to this thing. Some spice, like a spiced packet, basically, if you will. So what you're saying is that, let's say you've taken this beer journey with us, uh-huh. which we know many have, sure. uh, from the from the traditional lagers, light lagers, uh-huh. whatever, to maybe an IPA or two here along uh-huh. the way, like Dolan has with yeah. us, and then into Oktoberfest, like you took the leap and you ordered a Sam Adams Oktoberfest sure. for the first time, yep. and then maybe you've tried others. This is a next logical step. Even though it looks dark, mm-hmm. it's a next logical step for you. For maybe. sure. You can trace it from a, a brown ale, a standard brown ale, which mm-hmm. we've done a few of those on the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think Dolan brought one of them, I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can jump into the Oktoberfest style. And then this is just a little bit past that. It's going to have the same um, consistency and bit kind of, this will be a little stronger alcohol than those. Um, but it's just going to have a little bit more flavor than, than those other ones that we've been talking about i think it definitely does for sure yeah. now 
here's the thing, uh, like, like any beer, you're, you know, the first drink is like punch you in the mouth, right? Like, oh, what is this? Uh-huh. Second one, yeah, melts out. Now this one is just a nice drinker mm-hmm. now. It just eases up. This is another one of those styles that definitely changes over time mm-hmm. with the warming mm. of the beer. So you'll definitely get different notes as it warms up. The orange peel will probably come out a little bit later. Interesting. So maybe towards the last of your drinks, you'll get some of that. Maybe that allspice too. But Look, look at Dolan learning from us. He's oh, holding yeah. it. That wrap, your, wrap your hands around your cup to warm it yeah. up. Yeah. Learning. He's learning. Uh, that's so great. <laughs> um, so this one I picked just is because it's Avery and it's available in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the, lo- the can. It's called Sweater Party. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other ones, I picked out a bunch of other ones that are regional across the United States that okay. most people could get. Um, Samuel Adams makes a great one every year called Old Fezziwig. Oh. It's usually in their seasonal sampler, their Christmas box. Mm-hmm. Um, great Lakes Brewing makes one of the most famous ones, and that's called just Christmas Ale. Our um, friend uh, Thomas Piper has sent some. Of, he sent some of that last year to us. That one definitely has cranberries in mm-hmm. it. Um, Deschutes has one called Jubilee that the um, recipe kind of changes on year to year. They just vary different things, but it's this. It's like their series beer. Jubilee. Jubilee. I yep. like it. I like it. Um, Boulevard makes one called Nutcracker. That's mm-hmm. probably the first one of these I've ever had. Okay. And then um, Breckenridge out of Colorado makes one that's just called Christmas Ale. That's been about 25 years they've been making that one. Mm. And then Pyramid Breweries, which I think is owned by some big conglomerate, I believe now, but they're kind of everywhere. Mm -hmm. They have one that's called Snowcap that most people could find. I've seen this. Mm -hmm. So those are other ones in the marketplace that would be similar to this as far as flavor profiles. What is the the Sam Adams that they have on tap right now? I went from Oktoberfest into... The, the, the winter ale? They is have a winter is? ale, then That's, they have old fizzy wig, and then there's another one. They have mm. three different Christmas ones. That winter ale has the white label, doesn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Mm. They, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I've had that a few times. And that's got a little spice to it, but not anything like this. Not like this, no. Mm -hmm. It's maybe even a step closer to the Oktoberfest maybe than this. Mm -hmm. This is another step away from that. So that's my third drink, and that already tastes different than the first time. Right? It already does. Yep. Huh. Um, These come from the tradition of British strong ales, you'll hear the name, or old ale you'll see sometimes. Like the wee heavies. It's kind of similar to that. Okay. And basically what it was, was it was brewed and then saved for this time of the year. Okay. Um, a for, well, it's, it's mistaken belief now, but stronger alcohol uh, would warm you up, right? Mm-hmm. So that's right. why you're taking shots at night, mm-hmm. spirits yeah. to mm-hmm. keep you warm. Uh, so that was the reason it was brewed and it was brewed stronger right. was to keep you warm at this time of year. Which you shouldn't do that. It has the opposite effect. It actually. does have the opposite effect. Yeah. We know that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think we're so smart, but we've ruined a lot of fun. <laughs> so that was one of the reasons they did that. And then also it's supposed to pair well with a lot of the rich and fatty foods of this time of year, mm. especially from if you're looking at culinary things from a couple hundred years ago, a lot of like dried fruits, mm. rich meats like duck and geese and that sort of thing were holiday staples and you know, if you've heard of Dickens, mm-hmm. read a, a book of his or seen a Christmas Carol, all that food spread and one of the ghosts succumbs, um, yep. all those sorts of things are supposed to pair well with this style of beer. I could eat some ham with this. For sure. Yeah. For, <laughs> like honey baked ham with oh. some like brown sugar glaze oh, on it. Spiral cut honey mm-hmm. baked ham. Yeah. Root, root beer ham. Root beer ham. That sounds good too. There you go. You need I to just, make that sometime. I just had a root. Uh, you made it. 
Ooh. You made it. I did. On I just, Atlas Eats last I, year, Christmas. I just made it last weekend for uh, Thanksgiving. Wow. Well, as as of this recording, last weekend for our Thanksgiving, I made it wow. again. We're on the mm. time machine. Delicious. I just had a root good. beer stout the other day. Mm. A root beer stout? Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, it tasted like root beer up front, mm-hmm. and then it was a whopping like 10% on the back end. Mm. So it's not your father's root beer? <laughs> it's not your <laughs> it's, grandfather's root no, beer. No, it was Boiler's root beer stout. Oh, all right. Um, another name you'll hear along with this style of beer, and I think Dogfish Head has one called it, it's Burton Ale. That's another name that is interchangeable, especially in England oh, or Europe. Interesting. And it's basically from the town where this style of beer was from. Um, Burton-on-Trent was the brewery. Okay. And this is something that they kind of started brewing. And then later that became the birthplace of IPAs. So they were kind of had their finger on the pulse a couple different times. Interesting. Years and years apart. Huh. Um, you would see the name Burton slash Old Ale. Up until about the 50s. Okay. And it was usually a cask ale, which is served at room temperature. Weird. And because that's, you know, back in the day, they didn't have refrigeration. Right. And uh, you have, it's almost like a, have you ever seen a cask? You ever been to a place that has one? Yes, yes. They have one here in in Omaha at Krug Park, I Uh know. But basically, it's like a pump that... You pull it a couple times, and then mm-hmm. you put your glass under there, and it pours out the beer, and it's... You push air into it, uh-huh. and, it and yeah. It's like, f- it basically force pour- pours the beer. How does that not oxidize the 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 beer? I mean, I guess if you're going to drink it really quickly, then... Yeah, that's... Then, yeah. I get it. And then go... Th- yeah. And then a lot of places, I think, like, Upstream still makes a beer that's specific for cask. Okay. It's just an English style. Hmm. And a lot of these kinds of beers were, were made for that reason. Hmm. Um, and then... That name Burton Ale kind of changed over time. Um, the brewery that was making it is, is known as Young's. Okay. And you've probably had one of their beers or seen it. You'll see a Young's double chocolate stout a lot of places in a bottle. It has a purple label. It sounds familiar. And uh, it's about 300 years old, that style. Okay. That beer. And then this one they made as well, Burton Ale. And they changed it to now it's called Young's Winter Warmer in 1971. Hmm. And they have that most places here around. And then the other one that's kind of a twin to this, mm-hmm. um, let's say it's the Oscar Blues to this Avery, is Samuel Smith's. I've seen that a ton. They have a winter, they call it Winter Welcome. They started making that in 1990. Mm. They have a very regal looking mm-hmm. label. It's in, in kind of a taller bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have a chocolate stout that's just amazing. It's okay. a lot thinner than the American style stouts. It's more like a porter, huh. uh, but super good. If you ever see that, it's well worth like a $5.99, $6 price for a bottle, but it's a little bit taller than, it's like about an 18 ounce bottle. Okay. Um, but those have been brewed and, and marketed as those things for 30 to 50 years. Wow. And then they kind of started making their way over here with the craft beer hmm. explosion and home brews of the sure. 80s. As, as craft brewers were looking for something additional throughout the, you know, through their brewing process and, you know, what else can, what, can we dig back into the past and then try to... Sure. And also it's seasonal. I mean, these were things that are, mm. these ingredients were around this time of year and that's why they were used. A lot of figs, um, raisins, plums, that sort of stuff. Raisins um, are gross. They are, but sometimes they're in beer and it tastes good. Mm, I guess uh, so. Or Dr. Pepper, if you like that. Whoa, what? What? Yeah. What? Yeah, I think there's like... Raisins uh, in your Dr. Pepper? There's prunes. 
I believe it's prunes and Dr. Pepper. Isn't pr- well, okay, yes. Same family tree. To help you with the <sighs> well, yeah, with, with your issues. With the business what, if you got it, right. Or sometimes while you'll hear it called Dr. Pooper. Oh, um okay. this style of beer will be five and a half percent to usually eight. Eight you, is kind of the max. You just blew Dolan's mind with that. He's like, That's why. He's wow. like, That's why I always got poop. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Um eight percent. That's where we're sitting with this one. Uh eight point three on this one is, is what all okay. on tap says. Yes. So right around there. They should have a bitter um, and a sweetness to them. Yeah, I can get that. Like some sort of a balance. It might be heavier on one versus the other, but you should have both of those flavors um, available. It would be a, a nutty, they call it nutty, dark malt look. Mm-hmm. So kind of just the brown style. style. And then there should be some sort of dried fruit, either aroma or flavor. All of the above. And then they use dark roasted or chocolatey malts, and that has to be in there. Hmm. Now, if it doesn't have... The maltiness, the smell, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't have that like fruit kind of aroma and taste, then that's when they start calling them Christmas ales. So you'll oh. see Christmas ale and you'll see winter warmer okay. and you'll see them interchanged. And a lot of breweries mislabel them either on purpose or on accident. Okay. But for it to be a true winter warmer, it has to be that stronger ABV, it has to be malty. That's like key. It has to have that maltiness to it. Okay. That caramelly sort of sweet smell. Because mm-hmm. if it's just a beer, an ale that they brewed with some cranberries, well, that's a Christmas ale, and that's not a winter warmer. And that's a separate sub-series of seasonal beers. Interesting. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. And I just kind of figured, I, I kind of thought that, but I hadn't really seen it laid out until I was doing some research, and then it makes it makes some sense. I, I didn't know. I assumed that one was, in, that they were interchangeable, that one was the mm-hmm. same as the other, and I, I guess I didn't know. Yeah, those would not be the the spice. Those Christmas ales are usually more like um, sprucey, if that makes mm. sense. I know that there's a lot of like winter IPAs that have mm-hmm. spruce tips used, cranberries. I think one of those Alaskan beers we did very early on had the spruce tips sort I of was, thing to it. I was just thinking back to like, was it like episode two or three uh-huh. where we were highly disappointed because I wanted more spruce and cranberry. And yeah. It, just, it wasn't necessarily wasn't there. there. Yeah. So Alaskan Brewing Company, yeah. Those are the differences. Hmm. In those two styles. But right now, once Oktoberfest is out of the stores, these have pushed in, Mm -hmm. and those will be the two labels that you'll see. And just so you know, Winter Warmer will be spiced. It will almost be like a gingerbread flavor or, um, like I was saying, uh, fruitcake. Kind of bready, kind of fruity. Mm -hmm. That sort of flavor is a Winter Warmer. And then anything like sourish or fruited, cranberries, that'll be a Christmas ale. Interesting. Well, now I have to try. I, I did see the Sam Adams has a Christmas ale, and I wondered what, what the difference was. So now I'm going to have to try that. And I see. would suggest just get the box. Just get the Christmas pack. Oh, okay. And then you can have a few of each. Because I think they make three different ones okay. for Christmas. So what would the the Kinkader's Snow Beast fall under? Because I'm absolutely in love with that mm. one. Uh, it's probably closer to a winter warmer. Winter warmer. Yeah. I would guess, because it's got almost some Belgian-y yeasty bready notes to it right mm. it's sweet yeah if i remember i haven't had it for a, for a while yeah. Yeah. but it's definitely sweet but it's got some fruit flavor to it too i'd say it's probably technically a winter warmer um and that's usually why it comes out when it does yeah well they're calling it a winter ale okay winter so ale. so yeah similar it's just mm-hmm. it, every brewery is going to kind of have some semantic differences but that's mm-hmm. the category i would assume it is under but 
Christmas in a bottle is what they call it. Yeah. So six point eight percent. So I mean the ABV is a little bit lower, but but it falls in the five to five to eight ish category. Which I this year's snow beast, I think it might be the best snow beast they've ever done. Oh my gosh. I haven't tried it yet. It's it is pretty fantastic. Mm -hmm. There have been years where it tasted like cherry chapstick and it just I thought it tasted like marshmallows from Lucky Charms one time and I was like, No, Uh, this isn't for me. I, you know what wasn't for me is I had their barrel age last year, and it, that was not for See, me. See, I flipped it. I love the barrel age. Really? I, it's like, you can have the regular. Give me that barrel. I'll, mm. I'll take the regular at this point. Yummy. So, Avery Brewing Company, we've talked about them before. One of my favorites. I've been there more times than I can count. Someday I want to meet Adam Avery. Um, I, I, I'm sure he's been at the brewery the you know the multiple times I've been there. He's probably just chilling at the end. Probably. Yeah. I hope so. Right. Just hanging out. If the end I of the had bar. a brewery, I would be there all the time. Right. Uh, Avery Brewing Company is located at 4910 Nautilus Court North in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, you think you're driving through a neighborhood, and then all of a sudden this little industrial area, and then there's Avery, and it is gorgeous, and it, it's it's. If you haven't been there, if you were anywhere close to Denver, it would take you... If you're in Denver downtown-ish, you it would take you 40-ish minutes, 45 minutes to get there or so. Maybe less. It depends on traffic or whatever. But I haven't been there. I need. I You've like, never been to Avery? Not to the new location, oh, no. Oh, my goodness. So founded in September... Oh, here we go. So uh, Monday through... Open Monday 3 to 10, Tuesday. And I made this mistake driving back from Estes Park, and I've gotten there too early on Monday. Unfortunately, oh. I had to go someplace else. Monday, 3 to 10. Tuesday and Wednesday, 11.30 to 10. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 11.30 to 11. And then Sunday, 11.30 to 10. Uh, founded in September of 93 by Adam Avery. Uh, they won their first Great American Beer Festival gold the next year for their stout, Out of Bounds. Yeah, just, that is a that is a, just a classic great stout. And it comes in had cans, it? yeah. Oh, six pack can, I think, and it's it's pretty good. Never had it. I should try it. Yeah, uh, they were the first packaged IPA in Colorado. I think we talked about that a little bit last yeah. time. Nineteen ninety six, first packaged IPA, which is I mean, that's, that's hard to believe. Plus, it's just saying something. That's how many breweries are just in yeah. Colorado? You know, so to be an innovator is. Amazing. It's crazy. Uh, mm. They started canning beers in 2010, which that's how I got to know Avery, mm-hmm. was canning uh, it at first. And then they moved to their current location, their new location in 2015. So they've been there for four years now. And it is it is beautiful. Their food selection is, is unmatched. Mm. I, I don't know if there is a better brewery slash beer pairing in Colorado, if and I've been to a lot of them. Yeah. So we go out there all the time, and I've been to a lot of them. It doesn't get any better than that. Oh, that's high praise from the food guy. Yeah, you need to. They uh, they've had a flatbread pizza there before that I've had. So I'm there in. you go, right up your alley. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we happened to go. Steve Seitner and I went last year during Oktoberfest, which was super awesome. So their German selection was unbelievable yeah just the sausage and the pretzels and mm. like and you will not appreciate this but the I mustard oh, oh my gosh. gosh you got like six kinds of mustard it was great yeah. it was so cool like it was I, I we had so much fun we we had a whole plan so other wives are with us we were going for uh aaron blummel got married uh-huh. and uh one of our recruiters this was last year and uh, we, we had planned to go to Avery and Odell and New Belgium and, and oh. Bootstrap. Like, we were going to make the whole Ambitious. trip. Ambitious. Oh, we were, yeah. And Avery was the first uh, stop. Uh-huh. And we were there for three and a half, four hours. <laughs> and then we had to get to Denver for the wedding. So, whoops. Didn't leave. 
Well, oh my gosh, it was so good, so so good. Uh, untapped. What do you think? Uh, an abnormally low number of reviews so far, but I think maybe because it's it's newer. Mm. How how low is newer? Only eight hundred and thirty nine. Yeah, that's pretty small. So s- small. What do you think? Um, I'd say probably three point seven one. Three point five. Yeah, okay, close. 3.81. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. It'd be unfair for me to rate it at this point because I don't know if... I, I don't have much to rate it against, I guess. It's a four, maybe, oh, I guess. Okay. You know, right? Well, I mean, you're just rating it as as it stands. As it stands. Right. Right. But I don't know what would make it a five. Like, what would I want more of? I yeah, that's a good question. What I don't would you know. want more of? Because... I think, I think this beer... It, you have to be pretty good at these because it would be very easy to go overboard on some spice mm-hmm. oh, yes. and you wouldn't want to drink it. It would be like drinking a candle or potpourri, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think a good one of these, like a great one, would be would probably be hard to do. You're only kind of one step away from a barley wine here though, right? Too? Pretty I mean, close. Are we close? Yeah. yeah, we're getting there. And what I kind of liked about the barley wine that I had just recently was it kind of had that burn at oh, the, the alcohol burn. Yeah. Well, it's because they're usually like 18%. <laughs> all right. I think I could, if if I were to say, I'd probably want more of the sweetness, like some of the caramel. A little more sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Maybe I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But would I go buy a six pack of this and have it for the holidays? Oh, yep. yeah. Absolutely. Well, luckily, I did that. Well, now I'm <laughs> short. You got a four. Pack. I had. You know what? I've had this for maybe a week or two, mm-hmm. and I had to. I had to reach over the other four because I was like, <laughs> I can't drink this before the podcast. So I had to like do a little digging around in the in the beer fridge to get to something else that wasn't this. So, Don, do you think this is a step that Sam might take at some point with you? Or Absolutely it... not. No. 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 Really? Yeah. I. It's just more. It's. It's got to be super, super chocolatey, super, super dark. Okay. Or super super sour, like huh. yeah. It's just the the beer taste in anything she doesn't really like. Well, that's a that's a good segue right there. So yeah. I brought a bonus beer for us today. Oh. Uh, about a month ago, I saw on Facebook that Prairie had uh, they announced one of their uh, seasonals called Seasick Crocodile, and I, you got to know where this is from, right? You mm-hmm. have to know where this is from, of course. And uh, does Dolan? Don't you know where Seasick Crocodile? Absolutely not. You don't know where this is. You watched it as a kid. It's one of the lyrics. It's it's one of the lines mm-hmm. of the song from The Grinch. You're a mean one. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Seasick yeah. Crocodile. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are way ahead of me. First of all, you didn't finish this. I, I didn't. Second of all, I still have some, so I gotta. Hurry he had up such and... a good segue into the sour. That <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's what I thought. But let's—I'll go there with you. Just okay. give me a second. All right. I'll, I'll talk about seasick crocodile for a second. So I found this at uh, one of the local places just down the street here. You okay? You good? Yeah, I was just worried about how that transition is going to be between <laughs> not what we're listening to, but from from spiced mm. winter ale to sour. To we'll find that, out. I guess I can. I can finish the rest of that can if you guys. Well, oh, you're going to oh, get some of that one, too, oh, so okay. don't worry. Yes. Oh, I was going for it. Seasick Crocodile has sour ale with cranberries, ginger, cinnamon, and nutmeg. So so we've got it may not cinnamon be... and ginger, yep. the same as this one. Whoa, look oh. at that color. Oh, it's a different color for sure. It is a... Definitely cranberry, you said, right? Yeah. Reddish, so what orangish. It comes out. Mm, I like nutmeg, generally. 
Speaking of nutmeg in Christmas time, uh-huh. the dirtiest Christmas song I've ever heard in my life is called Nutmeg, and it was written by John Legend, <laughs> and it was on the Stephen Colbert Christmas episode that he did on his show. Okay. And it's so wrong, and it's just so right. So uh, I think about that with nutmeg every with, time. With nutmeg? Mm-hmm. I'll play it for you later. Okay. All right. <laughs> or go look it up on uh, on the Spotify. Either you'll be blushing or it's from the alcohol. Could it show up on the Atlas playlist maybe at oh, some point? It might have been on the last year's Christmas yeah. one. We'll see. All right. So Seasick Crocodile from Prairie. Uh, Prairie's out of Oklahoma, yes? Yeah. Like and Tulsa, I think. We've done a couple of their beers before. They make really good sours and stouts. That's kind of what they're known for. What does that smell? Cinnamon. This, is that cinnamon to right. me? Ooh. I don't know. That's a straight cinnamon. This is smell. a straight pie. This is like Christmas pies. Ooh, that's so good. Oh, yeah. He'll like this. Yeah. It tastes Ooh. like like yeah, like Christmas pie. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a pie. Oh. I just get cinnamon and I love cinnamon. Mhm. Mm. I'm so glad I only brought one of these. And a and little tart. It was a four-pack, so there's three more back there. Mm-hmm. Well, um, as you're indulging in that, mm. let me get to the root of my, my actual research, because we haven't even touched on it mm. yet. Did I skip ahead a little bit on you? Well, here? kind of, but I was trying to keep up with you guys on that. Okay, all right. What's, what's this called? Sweater party. What's on the label there? A sw- an ugly Christmas sweater. Boom. Yep. That's where we're going. You got a little sweater party on the seaside. That's what I saw. Too. So what Look a perfect tie-in! I did a little research on the ugly Christmas sweater. Oh, which uh, was kind of hard to find information on it. Yeah, it's everywhere in pop culture right now, but okay. there seems to be was hard for me to trace it back. Okay, but I did it for you guys. Okay, basically, an ugly Christmas sweater um, to meet the requirements, the th- the theme of the sweater, the imagery on the sweater. It needs to either be in bad taste, it needs to be tacky, or <laughs> gaudy is the description, right? So, originally these were made, um, I traced it kind of all the way back to the 50s mm-hmm. to the 80s. That seems to be the prime time when these were made, but they were made for fashion like to be good, like so, a nice sweater. So it wasn't a gimmick. No, it, it was, was legit. That's what fashion was, and that's what they thought it was. It was holiday, like over the top, mm-hmm. or not even over the top. Just the kind of designs your grandma would wear in a sweatshirt. That's what it was. Or the and we've or the mom from the Goldbergs. Sure. Okay. Yeah, and then we've taken that and extrapolated into this anything goes sort of. Si- like situation that we have now. I think you say sadistic, which is kind of funny. It's true-ish that, that too. too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the first ones that were purchased by people was because they thought it looked good. And now people <laughs> buy them because they think they look bad, right? Like yes. the worse you can find, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just everywhere. Hmm. So I wanted to see like, where did that come from? Okay. Originally, they were called Jingle Bell sweaters <laughs> because some of them actually had Jingle Bells <laughs> embroidered into them. Which would be even better. But now. those were the ones that you'll see in the 50s and 60s. The actual, it's like an actual wool sweater with like a reindeer. Like yeah. this. Like this sort of like th- yes. a line of embroidery in the middle with uh-huh. a reindeer or a sleigh or some sort of thing, right? Uh-huh. That's kind of the original Christmas sweater. But it was, again, to look good. Um, the first Christmas ugly sweater party and they coined the term okay was in vancouver 
They think this is where it came from. Canada? Canada. Vancouver, Canada. And I was around 2007, 8? So not that long ago. Wow. Um, no, 2002. That's when it was. Hmm? And they had uh, a big party at this ballroom at a hotel. And they charged whatever cost it was to come to the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And it's at the Commodore Ballroom. And all that money, they gave, they started giving it to charity. And it still happens today. They have a ball every year. Okay. And it goes to, I wrote it down. Um, oh, my gosh. How many did I drink before I wrote this note? Right. <laughs> Make-A-Wish Canada. So oh, all the okay. money goes to that. Oh, gotcha. Um, they trade the guys that started that party. There's two of them. They trademarked ugly Christmas sweater and ugly Christmas sweater party. Whoa, 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 whoa! They trademarked uh-huh. this back in 2002. Wow. So that's why this is called sweater party, and not Christmas sweater party or ugly Christmas sweater party. Sure. Um. So I thought that was interesting, and they still do it today. Um. The other thing I looked up and I found kind of incidentally was cardigans. That's another style of Christmas sweater. Oh, So it's sure. either, you'll see the vintage ones or an actual like crocheted or um, knitted sweater mm-hmm. with things on it. Or you'll see a cardigan with like embellishments, embroidery. Those are like the traditional ones. Okay. Now, and I have strong feelings about this. Ooh. Now, Christmas sweaters, what they call Christmas sweater, can be a freaking t-shirt with a stupid print on it mm-hmm. or a pullover mm-hmm. sweatshirt. That mm-hmm. is not a sweater. That is a sweatshirt. That is a t-shirt that's supposed to kind of maybe-ish look like a sweater. So that's cheap. That's getting out of the way. That's not in a tradition that I feel is that, that you should do. So you didn't like my uh, my holiday, my Christmas sweater hoodie. I think it's fine, but it's not a sweater. Okay. Don't call it one. It's no, a hoodie. It's it was a, a holiday hoodie. hoodie. It was a hoodie, that's for sure. That's okay. Yep. But don't don't try to parade it as a sweater because no. it's not. It's like an ugly crew neck. That's mm. what they should call That's it. That's what they should call Trademark it. Trademark right now. Let's get on it. <laughs> Ugly crew neck. So the cardigan. Okay, where does that come from? Well, it comes from England. James Thomas Brudenell. He was the seventh Earl of Cardigan, which apparently <laughs> was a place. Okay. Which sounds made up. And uh, he was a military dude. And it was cold there. Okay. And he had his soldiers fitted with these knitted sweaters. So they would stay warm. Okay. As part of their uniform, and those became known as cardigans because they were from that place and they wore sweaters, so those were now known as a cardigan. So it's a military um, term, really. Does a cardigan have sleeves? It has sleeves and mm-hmm. it has buttons. Okay, all right. It's like what? It's kind of like uh, like what you would see a hipster wearing, I guess, best mm. way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Uh, you have one, don't you? The, oh, I have many. The, <laughs> of course. I've yes. seen you wear the the bluish purple one. Uh-huh. Several. Yes. Yeah. You're right. You're it on is, the money. And yeah. his house smells of, of uh, rich mahogany. And, and, and leather-bound <laughs> books. Um, now you can buy what I was kind of ranting on before. You can buy Christmas ugly sweaters from Dolce & Gabbana mm-hmm. for almost $4,000. Ridiculous. You can buy them from H&M, Bloomingdale's, um, Target, Walmart, whatever. Anywhere you go, you can find them. I wrote down my favorite here as you started talking, okay. Tipsy Elves. Is that a website? Yes, it is. Do you know where the Tipsy Elves came from? No. They were, they're one of the most successful Shark Tank companies of mm. all time. Uh, Robert Hershevek invested in them probably three-ish years ago, three seasons ago. Okay. Um, and Tipsy Elves just made Christmas sweaters. Like, and, and maybe more of the... Uh, I might actually own one of these. It's possible. 
their marketing is fantastic. Their email marketing is unbelievable. Huh. So, it, it, and it, a lot of them may be uh, not safe for work. Oh, then I probably definitely own yeah. one because so I then, have. Yeah, I well, think I do. I'll how about this? Check. Not safe for your work. Totally fine here for at our Atlas. work. Yeah, yeah Atlas, of course. it's absolutely acceptable. Um, that reminds me of the company that I found, and that's what I thought you were going to talk about. Okay, Ragstock, it's called. No, so it's basically Tinder for Christmas sweaters, vintage <laughs> ones. Ragstock. Yeah, and okay. I I posted a Facebook link to this yesterday when I found it. I was like, holy crap! It had oh. ninety seven pages of vintage. That was just one section. There was huge sections. You can buy a Star Wars sweatshirt. Right. Or you can buy Game of Thrones. But then they had this whole section of like real vintage ones that looks like my grandma's closet. And you can go through, sort by price. Mm -hmm. The cheapest ones were like 15 bucks. But it was like, you know, uh, 80s sweatshirt with a poinsettia embroidered on it. Or a polar bear. Or a cardinal with some pine cones. Or like, these were the real deal things that people were wearing in the 80s. Like when they thought this looked good. Mm -hmm. And this is the place that that makes them. Not makes them, but sells them. Reseller. So the guy that owned it, I think, used to do... He sold movie props and other stuff online. Okay. And he started noticing, hey, these sweaters are kind of everywhere. And he was looking on eBay, and he was seeing these vintage ones selling for like $300, $400. And he was like, man, I could could do this. I'm already doing this with just different products, right? Mm -hmm. So him and his brother started it up. And in 2014... Just by selling Christmas sweaters, they made $3.5 million. Oh, wow. <laughs> in 2015, it went to $4.8 million. Oh, my god! And the last number I could find in 2016 was $5.3 million. And that's just on stuff they would send people to, like, Salvation Army or thrift stores. Um, like, oh, what's it called? Like, when you have a house sale. Not a garage sale, but, like, a estate sale. Estate sale. Oh, and they yeah. buy up anything vintage Christmas and then put it online. And they sell it. And I have to think the numbers are even bigger because now it's like a huge cultural thing, right? No, so it's not a reseller site necessarily. They're going out and finding these and, yes. and selling. Yeah, they're not. They might be making some on the one side, but the side, sure. the part of the site I looked at was the actual vintage. We found this. We're going to sell it to you mm. part, which I know there's a lot of like vintage clothing resellers and yep. that sort of stuff, and that's kind of what this is. They have thirty full time employees. What? And two of them are just strictly social media people because holiday sweaters and parties are such a big thing. Man. So they have people dedicated to that all year round, which I think is pretty cool. That how is do they, awesome. how do they, that's, that's crazy. Just for one part of the year and they're. They, it said they, they spend 10 to 11 months a year stocking up for this time. Mm. So November to like the first couple weeks of December is their main sales months. So I wonder if they run things like, hey, send us your old sweaters. I guarantee it. Mm. Or they have people, scouts out looking for this sort of mm. stuff. Okay. But it's uh, it's uh, pretty cool. I didn't look at the actual app. I just looked at the website. But I think they do have an app. From Their website app. is awesome. I, yeah. just, I just pulled it up now. Oh, they got a whole section for 90s jackets. Uh-huh. So that was the thing I didn't say. Um, the sweater craze died in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason... The people in the 90s, and we were kind of in the 90s, right? Yeah, right. So we were growing up, and like, ah, that's something our grandparents would do. We don't like that. Or mm-hmm. 80s, you know, whatever. That was too much. Yeah. But then in the 2000s, everybody jumped back on the, the Christmas sweater train. So in the 90s, they were like impossible to find. Hmm. There just wasn't anything like that made. 
was nineties were kind of a grim time. You know what I mean? They were. It was it was a dead time. It Overall. surprised me because the nineties had like a lot of colors. It was color pop. True. It was on yeah. colors it for was design. More, it was more like like uh abstract colors. Maybe maybe more like lightning bolts and stripes and Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there was a lot of stripes. Yeah. Um so with the sweater stuff. I had to ask for this. I needed help printing these. Uh-oh, okay. <laughs> I have a little trivia for us. Oh, interesting. And these are famous sweaters in pop culture. Okay. And I'm just oh. going to show them to you guys, and then you tell me, if you can, who they belong to. Interesting. I'm going to lose already. All right. So I'll start with... Some of these are so easy. Okay. Well, we'll definitely post pictures of all of these here. Okay, so here's the first one. Okay. We've got an orange sweater on mm-hmm. on this side, yep. a red and white striped one here, and a blue, looks like a crew neck with some strings hanging off the mm-hmm. side. So the first one, Velma. Is Velma from uh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. You're, you're both right. Okay. The Waldo. middle one is Waldo. Waldo. You're right. Yep. And the right is, uh, is that is that uh, uh, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer? You're right. It's the okay. Sweater Undone song. Uh-huh. You want to pull mm-hmm. the thread. Yes. Oh, whoa, whoa. There you go. Gotcha. All right, next. All right. Interesting. Oh, these get harder. Uh, oh man, is that Blue's Clues? The very no, no. The very far left is a green and blue, or green and gray. This one yes. or this one? No, no, far left. My left. This one. Yes, is a green and gray. That's two different greens. Short sleeved, kind of like, like a short sleeve sweater, but striped. it's striped. Striped sweater with two different greens. I would say, the red one is a zip up red. And this one is more like a sweatshirt over a that business shirt. That one's Flanders. You're right. Flanders. Yeah. Far right is is Ned Flanders. Uh huh. Um, I would say the far left is uh, is uh, 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 smells like Teen Spirit. You're right, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain uh, from the smells from like that Teen video. Spirit video. Yes. The middle. Uh, Michael the Jackson. Red zip up. <laughs> I have no clue. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Uh, That's his cardigan. Interesting. Okay. All right. Here we go. Oh boy! Well, On this side, we've got like a big, almost looks like a like a Mexican style. Yeah, wool. Yeah, it's big and puffy. Mm-hmm. It's got a collar. The middle is like a animal print sweater vest, that and then this easy. one is like a red and green. Those are t- the last two are easy. The first right. one is diff is difficult. The middle one is definitely Ferris Bueller. You're right. Okay. Uh, the far right is uh, Freddy Krueger. That's right. Yes. Okay. And then I don't know about the the left one. See, in this one out of this picture, this is the easiest one for me. Okay. On the le- on the very left, this on, one on Brian's left. Yes. I, I feel like it's something Ice Cube would wear. You're close. <laughs> He's as cool as Ice Cube. Oh yeah. That's from the Big Lebowski. Oh, mm, it's the Lebowski. dude's sweater. God, I should know mm. that. And the last one. Oh boy. This These... is the hardest group. Oh my gosh. So the the one on the far left on my left here is uh, has like a gun holster. It has a holster uh. and a turtle. It's a turtleneck sweater. Axel Foley. Um, close. Okay. Uh, same type of character, but about twenty five years earlier. Oh. The middle one looks like a carpet sample from the eighties, and mm. this one is blue I've, with a bunch of stars. I've seen the middle one before, but I cannot. I can't. I'm gonna go with Shaft then on the far left. Okay. This one. Is Steve McQueen and Bullet? Oh, gosh, such a good movie. Mm. The middle one here mm-hmm. is the. It's one that kind of started the whole thing. It's a it's a Cosby sweater. Oh, and then this uh, one is from Coraline. Yes, that's where I've seen that one. Mm. Yeah. So those are the the 
sweaters I could find, pop culture famous sweaters. Hmm. To tie we'll in. definitely post a picture of those. Yeah. If you are if you are if you are listening on the podcast, I apologize. I did as best I could to describe. I tried to describe them too. There we yeah, go. They'll be in the picture. Absolutely on the picture. Here. Yeah. Uh, what are we thinking about this sour? I love it. Uh, uh, look, my grandma made a rhubarb pie mm-hmm. when I was growing up, yeah. and it just it tastes like the rhubarb pie with cinnamon. Mm. That's what it tastes uh, see, like. See, to me, because I don't like ginger, that's uh-huh. what I get a lot of in this thing. Mm. I, get I just some, notice it's there. I get some apple, maybe a little bit apple, yeah. rhubarb. Apple yeah. juice. Mm. Mm. Either way, it's really tasty. I'm, I'm, I'm not disappointed. So if you want to take a sour, which is traditionally a summer beer, and make it Christmas, that's what they did. Yep. Hats off to them, man. This was good. Yeah, it was. these were two good beers. Two yeah. different, way different styles, but had similar flavor profiles. It's very similar. Uh, Untapped says it's a 4.8% ABV, so super low, which yeah. is sour. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? A similar number of check-ins, 880 so far. Oh, yeah, that is pretty small. I want to go, this one's higher, 4.1. Dolan? Mm, yeah, 4.3. Mm, 3.94. Oh, wow. So close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty... To average almost a four is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, total people have rated it as sour, spicy, ginger, and fruity. I definitely get ginger. I could taste all that. Are you ginger? You're not a ginger fan no. in general, no. No. Mm. Mm. Which is weird because there's a lot of it in these beers. True. I like them. Because well, it's, a, it's a flavor that can come through. What about like yeah. pickled ginger? Nope. No. Like you no. get with your sushi? sushi? No. Yes. No, thank you. No? No, that uh-huh. looks like, uh, for the men that are listening, it looks Uh-oh. like uh, the urinal puck that they have in oh. the urinals. And I they, get extra. It looks like they shave those pucks I get extra. Out, and that's what it looks like. Urinal pucks taste good. I think it looks like <laughs> gross. skin. It does look like skin. It looks like, like it looks weird. like someone had a sunburn and they peeled it off and Ugh. then threw it in a jar. Oh yeah. wow, you guys are man. No man, but it doesn't taste like that. It just no. looks like tastes amazing. I don't know what it tastes like because I stay away from it. Generally, you've never so had it. I don't want to. Well, then how can you judge it? Are you talking about sunburns? Or are you talking about ginger? Pickled ginger. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you've eaten ginger. a sunburn pool. Okay. Like, yeah. we always, Sam and I always get the extra, sometimes two orders of extra ginger. Gross. Yeah. Well, great. she might like this beer then. I'll get extra Play-Doh with mine, but not because <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, wasabi. Here's what, here's what I love about doing these. Not only just talking about the, uh, just like different flavors uh-huh. and, and whatever else and sharing this kind of knowledge, but when people walk past the production room... So one of our bankers just walked by oh, and looked in and he was like, what time is it? And, oh, it's only 1130 in the morning. Little do you know that we started this like at 1030. You know, and so, we run on yeah. Eastern time here, so it's fine. Well, I guess it's fine. It's yeah. just that look that you get sometimes because we are so absolutely different here than in any place else well, I've ever been. That's why it's amazing. That's why it's Because nobody even thinks twice about it here. No. It's, just, <laughs> it's a shock to the system for regular folks. You know yep. what I mean? Exactly. I mean, it was when I walked in the door here. That's for sure. Steve wore a collared shirt for them today. So, Oh, is that what I mean, was going on? It looked yeah. like he kind of combed his hair, too. Yeah, he combed his hair a little bit. So, you know, as, as you grow up a little bit, you got to. Yeah, you got to know your audience. Yeah, I saw that. I sit right next to Steve, and I kind of felt bad because I didn't feel like dressing up this morning or even putting on casual clothes, so I wore all sweats. That's why he he handles that side, and I handle this side. That's right. So (laughs) Good for you. There we go. So, all right, Merry Christmas, Brian. Yeah, you too. Happy New Year coming up. One more Christmas episode coming here next week. Um, I have no idea what it is. I just know that when I told uh, Steve Seitner what the, the, the name uh-huh. of the brewery, he's like, oh, 
this is that's a good Seidner impression too. yes and he was super excited so whatever it is next week I'm looking forward to he, it uh, he hit me up and said if there's any if there's any of that left uh, you know I would take it I, I don't want to barge in and just drink it so if there's any left just you know where I am of course he doesn't want to be on the episode no he just wants to drink the beer he just oh, wants to drink the gotcha, beer gotcha gotcha yeah so Brian we're not going anywhere for a while let's have another Christmas beer Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.